Welcome to Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy with a message entitled, The Sanctified Vessel, from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20-22. through 22. A few years ago, the record for the most expensive Chinese porcelain vessel was shattered, pun intended. A 900-year-old bowl in perfect condition was sold at auction in Hong Kong for $38 million. Yet, the value of a sanctified vessel is priceless. You can be that priceless vessel, ready to be used by God. Here's Pastor Tim. Thank you, Kathy. Seems like it's been a minute since we have been together on Sunday night in order to look into 2 Timothy, but we're picking up right where we left off. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul has been talking to Timothy specifically and personally about what kind of person it takes to really serve the Lord. He's been talking about uh, what kind of man he needs to be, what kind of pastor he needs to be as he endures difficult people like Hymenius and Philetus that we looked at last time and other issues that he has along the way. Today, we get to a section of Scripture where he's talking about specifically about the kind of person that God likes to use. And that's what we're going to look at tonight, the sanctified vessel. A few years ago, the record for the most expensive Chinese porcelain vessel, I know that's very specific, but anyway, the, the, the record for the most expensive Chinese porcelain vessel was shattered. Sorry, I couldn't pass up using that. It was, <laughs> the value was shattered. So this is this 900-year-old bowl that was in perfect condition. It sold at an auction in Hong Kong for $38 million. When you get to your um, slides on your screen tonight, you're going to see uh, a picture from that auction and that bowl in the background. Originally, that bowl was apparently used by an artist to uh, clean out his brushes. Can you imagine something as plain and ordinary as that being sold for $38 million? What I want you to know is, is that the person that God uses is a person who is priceless in God's kingdom. He is a vessel, of course, because he's being used by the Lord but he is a vessel that is honorable. I think it's God's clear intention that every every person in his family, every every born-again believer, be used somehow by the Lord in serving the Lord. I think that's why when you say yes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, that he brings with him a spiritual gift or spiritual gifts so that you might serve him and might do the things that he would call upon you to do. The sad part of that is, is that although every believer has the presence of the Spirit of God, every believer has been granted a spiritual gift, by and large, the majority of those believers don't find an outlet for serving. They find it okay to be spectators to come and to sit and to, to listen and, and, and maybe take some notes along the way. But certainly not to get personally involved 
in ministry itself. That's for the hired help, so to speak. I don't think that's ever been God's intention. And so as our text tonight begins to look at what kind of person God uses, you may be tempted to think that you've got a different idea than what he poses in this passage. There are going to be some that are going to say, well, God uses the person who is well-known, or God uses the person who has impressive gifts, or, or who has utilized their, their giftedness that he's given to him in an extraordinary way. It's not to say that spiritual gifts don't play a part. I think they do. But spiritual giftedness is not the main issue. The main issue is not your popularity, it's not your creativity, it's not your ability, it's not anything that you yourself have done. It really comes down to two specific issues, two defined characteristics of people that God likes to use. Let me give them to you, go right ahead and give them to you. I think God likes to use clean people who flee away from sin, and who pursue godliness. You're going to see it in our passage tonight. If you're there in 2 Timothy chapter 2, look with me in verse number 20. We're going to talk about these honorable vessels, these sanctified vessels. Look, if you will. Verse number 20 begins this way. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and clay. Now I want to stop there, even though he doesn't stop his sentence there. Let me tell you the first thing I think about when I get to this issue of honorable vessels whom God likes to use. Number one, they are proficient. They're proficient. Those vessels have a purpose, and they're being utilized for their purpose. In this particular case, he talks about vessels that are gold and silver, vessels that are uh, clay and wood. Obviously, he's playing off on two different issues that are here, but one thing that I don't want you to, to misunderstand in this passage is, is to simply say, it's okay to be either one. You know, some people are more service-oriented, and so we think about them in terms of wooden vessels or clay vessels, things that get used day by day by day, versus those who may be, you know, they're a little bit more visible. They're a little bit more uh, protected. They're a little bit more valuable, maybe, we would say. They're the vessels like of gold and of silver, I think as we go through this passage today, I think what Paul is saying to Timothy is nobody in the Christian life ought to be a vessel of wood and of clay. Do they have their place? Absolutely. In this world, they do have their place. They're also going to have their place as well. What he's saying is, Timothy, I want you to be a vessel of honor. I want you to be a vessel of gold and of silver. This, this idea of being saved and being a part of his family ought to be like the vessel that gets, you know, that, that smashes the record for values. You are valuable. 
You're valuable to God beyond any kind of price tag that may be able to be put on you. So in the kingdom of God, you are proficient. You have a place. You have an ability. You've been gifted and granted by God an ability to do exactly what He's called you to do. So be a vessel of gold. Be a vessel of honor. Be a vessel of silver. Be a vessel that is proficient in what you do. Secondly, honorable vessels are also practical. You say, well, the, I mean, I understand the, the, the wood and the clay vessels, those that are for everyday use, well, those are practical. But, but these, other, these other vessels, these other dishes that are gold and silver, well, they're not very practical. That's why we don't use them every day. That's not the point that he's trying to make. The point that he's trying to make is that the believer is special. The believer does have value. The believer, yes, has a place, but this same vessel, this same believer is practical in the kingdom. You're to be used, but you are to be used for honor. That's why we don't say that a even, even, even though this has become popular somewhat in some of our seminaries, that, you know, if you want to win uh, people who drink, then you need to go drink. If you want to win smokers, then you need to smoke. Well, how far do you carry that? You want to win an adulterer? Do you, do you want to win a homosexual? How, how far do you continue to push that? Well, the way that God pushes that is to say, I want a vessel of honor. That's why he says at the end of verse number 20, some of them are for honor and some of them are for dishonor. Now, the part that, that makes it impractical is when the vessel for honor gets used for dishonorable purposes. I want to tell you a story tonight that is absolutely true, but that I hesitate to tell you, um, it's just gross. All right? Just get ready for it. Here it comes. Everybody ate supper yet? All right, here we go. So my parents have, like many of you and that, especially in that generation have, they have a, uh, uh, they, they have a cabinet that has all of these special dishes in them. You know, the dishes that you never use. Then and I have one. I don't think we've ever hardly used the dishes that are in there, you know. There, there are fine china that's in there. There's stemware that's in there. There's silver uh, pieces of uh, silver utensils that are in there. All of those sorts of things are in this cabinet, and we very seldom use those things. My parents first got married, and they had that, uh, they had that cabinet, and they had it full of those things. They also, because they both worked, had somebody who came to their house to help them clean up. She came once a week. So, my dad cleaning up after the cleanup lady, that's just who he is. <laughs> you know, they clean up before she comes, they clean up after she leaves. So, when he's cleaning up after her, um, he looks in the cabinet and notices that one of the fine stemware is missing. You know, uh-oh. You know, do we, do we have a thief in the, in, the, in the house? Well, the next week, 
when he's cleaning up after the cleanup lady has cleaned, he notices that the stemware is back. It's sitting right in the same place that it was sitting before. It's just strange. So they decided to confront her about that, to which she <laughs> admitted to them that she had a doctor's appointment that day and was supposed to take a sample. I mean, if you're going to take a sample, you might as well take it and find China, right? So, <laughs> by the way, there's a reason why we never use those dishes <laughs> after that. When something for honor gets used for a dishonorable purpose, it defiles the whole thing, doesn't it? How many times have you seen somebody, somebody who is a Christian public person, celebrity, I almost hate to use the word, but that's exactly what they are. Suddenly fall. They they stumble in their walk. They're caught up in something for years and for years and for years that's unbecoming to even a believer. They bring shame to the name of Christ. It was a person who was designed to be honorable designed to be noble, designed to be a vessel of silver and of gold, but who's brought themselves through the muck of the world. Honorable vessels are those vessels that are proficient. They're vessels of gold, they're vessels of silver. They're honorable vessels in the fact that they are practical, that they have their use, but their uses are honorable, he says in verse number 20. The third issue, and it's the primary issue in the passage, honorable vessels are pure. They're pure. Notice what he says in verse number 21. Therefore, If anyone cleanses himself from the latter. All right, you following it? If anyone cleanses themselves from dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So here's the the issue. In this case, in verse number 21... It may be a vessel that was not cut out to be used for honorable purposes. Maybe it's a, who knows, it's a cracked glass, glazed vessel that an artist uses to clean out their brushes. Nobody's cleaning out a brush in a $38 million vessel. It has been transformed in its use. How so? It's now been purified. That vessel that was sold at auction, even though it was 900 years old, was absolutely pristine and pure. You're to be that way too. But I want you to notice something. Go back with me and let's look at these words in verse number 21. Therefore, you know what you're supposed to do, right? What's the therefore, therefore? Therefore just simply points back to verse number 20. Just one verse ahead. Because you are a vessel of honor, 
because you are a vessel of gold and of silver, therefore be clean. Notice what he says. He's not talking about salvation, is he? In salvation, he cleanses me. What does this passage say? If anyone cleanses himself. So is Paul saying that a person can save himself if he simply does right, acts right, lives right, talks right? No, that's not what he's saying. He's talking about believers already. You are a vessel of honor. You are a vessel of gold and of silver. So be clean. Cleanse yourself. How do you do that? The psalmist asked the same question. How can a young man cleanse his way? It's by yielding himself and submitting himself to the Word of God and to the God of the Word. Yield myself before Him. I confess my sin before Him. And I'm forgiven and cleansed once again. Remember, it's Peter going before the Lord as as Jesus gets ready to wash his feet. And he says, Lord, you're not about to wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash you, if I don't save you, if I don't wash you, you don't have any part with me. So what does Peter say? (laughs) In in classic Peter action, he says, well, then don't just wash my feet. Start at the top of my head and get all of me. So what does the Lord say? He says, Peter, you've already been cleaned. I've already cleansed you. You're already a part of me. You're already in the terms that we're using tonight. You're already an honorable vessel. But your feet need to be washed. You need the daily cleansing that comes about. If you were to go to our house, you would find one of those china cabinets. As far as I know, those glasses have never been used for that same purpose. So I think we're safe as far as that part goes. But I wouldn't pull out one plate or one cup or one silver utensil and take it straight to the table and use it. Why? Because it's been sitting there. Dust is everywhere, isn't it? I don't want to eat off a dusty plate. I don't want to eat with dusty utensils. They need to be cleansed. What he's saying for the believer is be pure. Cleanse yourself. Go before the Lord and confess your sin. Be made whole. Be restored again. The point of this passage is, and especially as we get into this this verse and the next one, is that God likes to use clean vessels. If you want to be used of the Lord... And you have to be clean. You have to be pure. You have to be right for Him. If anyone cleanses himself from the ladder, from the ladder, what's, what's the ladder? What's He talking about? Well, he's, if we're going back just to verse number 20, He's only talking about two different things. He's talking about honor and dishonor. So what am I supposed to cleanse myself from? Honor? No. Cleanse myself from dishonor. If you as a believer have done something, are doing something that brings dishonor to you, to your family, to your Lord, to your church, 
You need to be cleaned, right? To be made clean before the Lord. You need to get rid of that that is dishonorable. Confess that and become clean. And then look at the promise that's here. When that happens, when the honorable vessel of gold and silver is cleansed, he will be a vessel for honor. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.